Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the dead and that day, that Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salah went to the grave expecting to another dead body, they saw the angel sitting there. And they said, Where is Jesus? The angel said, He is not here, He is risen. I submit even unto that the greatest Jesus the world has ever heard. He is not here. He is caught in the grave. He's alive. Just a couple of things um, before I start. Tiffany's going to show you, I believe, um, a picture of Golgotha. In the scripture, Matthew 33, Matthew um, 47, 33, about the crucifixion, they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. I want to tell you something about um, the drink that Jesus was offered. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, and after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And Jesus said he was thirsty, and they were offering him something to drink. The question is, why did he refuse to drink that? Let me tell you. That. When gall was mixed, was an anesthetic, a, something that would make your pain lesser. It would cause you to be more of a numb feeling if that could be possible. So it was used as a medicine thing. But our Lord and Savior Jesus refused to drink it because he wanted to know the all thing. Something else. And also, as the, the linen cloth, you know, there's a tradition, and it wasn't there then, it, many times now, is that somebody knows that you're done eating, how you place the cloth. If you crumble it up and put it on your plate, that means you're done. <clears throat> If you take your napkin and you fold it, that means you'll be back. And when they entered the tomb, that is the actual place of the resurrection. I've been in there twice. I go today twice if someone would give me the money. That is the actual tomb that Jesus laid, was placed, was a borrowed grave, was given to him. And he was placed in there, and you can see where he lay. But when the women's came, and also the beautiful picture that's on the easel of Peter and John, running as fast as they can after the woman put women told them, when they saw the inside, they saw that his burial cloth, Jesus would have been also buried. Also, with his prayer shawl. He was Jewish, 
never been his tradition. But it was all folded up. He took the time to fold it up so they would know he will be back. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm excited about today's message. <coughs> I'm excited about today is Easter. Every day is really Easter. Every Sunday is Easter. So I guess we need to go to the store and get our ham or whatever you get every Sunday. That's how great it is. My sermon title is Rejoice! The resurrection brings with the command to celebrate to every believer. Doesn't it? In the Old Testament, God required animal sacrifice, the law of Moses, because there needed to be a way to demonstrate the severity of sin. The cost of rebellion against God, the death of sin brings, and the cost that must be paid to be redeemed. After all, the blood of animals cannot cleanse from sin. Hebrews 10, 4, 6. So the Old Testament animal sacrifices were a representation of the death of Christ on the cross that would later occur. Once a year, the high priest went into the Holy of Holies for the sins of the people for their forgiveness, but you see, that was only for one year. In the place of the Holy of Holies, that is where God dwelled. That was the place of the Ark of the Covenant that was in the tabernacle, that was then placed in, in the temple. That was where God dwelled in that holy place. It was too holy anybody else to go in because of all the rituals and the things that they had to do. This was a covenant with Moses. Jerusalem was very busy with activity and very populated because of the people coming to observe Passover. When God delivered his people from 400 years of slavery. Now that's just one long time. And this year, Passover and Easter was at the same time. Because of God telling Moses that his people would be spared if they would put the blood over their door as the death angel went by. God's word, God said, he expected them to do. In doing so, they were saved. To this day, Jewish people celebrate that God set them free. Should we celebrate? Should we rejoice because God set us free? Can you see the resemblance of this event? A 
at the very moment that Jesus cried out to his father and said, it was finished. The curtain that was 60 feet tall, four inches thick, and took 300 men to hang. That's heavy. At the exact time that he said it was finished. And the priest, why wasn't he there at the cross? It was because he himself wanted Jesus to be crucified. So it split in half. And I like to think that Jesus just took his little finger and just split it. From the top to the, to the ground by God himself, with a high priest standing there where no one entered but him. Now, you know how I am. I have to admit, I like to think that looks real funny because it's almost like he would turn around and be like, oh, this ain't good at all. This was the earthly dwelling of God's presence from the rest of the temple where man dwelt. This signified that man was separated from God by sin. God was saying that his son Jesus, the perfect lamb without blemish, because of his death on the cross, dramatically, symbolized shedding his own blood was the perfect atonement for your sins and mine. It signified that now the way to the Holy of Holies was open for all people for all time. I stressed it um, before and I'll stress it again today. I want you to understand that when you walk into this church, you're allowed to come into the Holy of Holies. Because of that day, God said that was over. That was over. So this just isn't coming to a church. It's really a building. You're the church. But isn't it great that there isn't anything that, that keeps us from coming any farther? That we can't come to God only if we talk to someone and they say it's okay and we know our sins are forgiven for a short time? Isn't it great that we can come in the presence of the Almighty God any time, day or night? And if you wanted, you could walk clear up to the altar because God said it's now over. Praise all the times they had to go and talk to Moses or talk to the high priest, and, and he would talk to God, and they would wait for you know him to come out. And he had to have a bell on his ankle. And sometimes the things didn't go right, and that bell didn't sound. You know, they was yanking out someone who wasn't alive. God is God. Both Jew and Gentile never forget. Never forget that you're adopted. Some so many times we think of ourselves as so we're we are this we're this. I'll tell you what, the Jews are the apple of God's eye. Don't ever forget it. God loves them. 
They've been in, they've been out, they've been out, they've been in. They've trusted him. They have their, all their idols, but so do we. But we were adopted in because God loved us. And we also are part of the family. Praise God. Isn't it great that someday God is Jesus and the whole Trinity are going to protect the Jews when they're coming to kill them. That's why Petra was, was built so they would be hidden. That's how great God is. When Jesus died, the veil was torn. See, and that day, God moved out of that place. I want you to know, I want you to listen to that one more time. Would you get it? God dwelled in that temple. Remember when they had the big sacrifices and the people came and all the horns and all the music and all the singing and God's presence was mighty. God was in that place of the Ark of the Covenant. But when that day happened, God left that place. He is no longer in that place. He now wants to dwell inside of you. And when I thought about that last night, I was eating something I shouldn't be eating, and I gave Tiffany the item and said, throw it away. If this is God's temple, I can't eat that. Amen? It's going to help me with my diet. <laughs> Now God says in the best, well, you know, I'm not kidding you, it really bothered me. I thought if God lives in me, I got to straighten up immediately. Now God says that my tabernacle is you. I reign upon the hearts of men. The Old Testament's way of approaching God had changed forevermore. You know, we get so used to things being a certain way. We just get used to it. We forget how great it is. You know, I, the sad thing about today, everything's got to be greater and greater and greater and greater. You go to a production or a play, and I, I mean, what more can people do? They got to come in or swing in, swing out, fire. I saw one time, uh, um, one of the Christian groups, he was playing the drums. And I'm telling you, it was, and he was going, like they had this contraption, and as he played the drums, this thing was like a circle, and he went upside down and all that. Pretty impressive, but how would you do next? We're so used to things that we forget. We forget in our souls. Things change. When I have my lung, half of my lung removed on my right side, one of the five top worst surgeries a person can go through, trust me, it was not good, especially being my first surgery. I cried all the way to the place they put you under, like I was going to the electric chair. Forty people from the church came to sit with my parents because they said I had a 50-50 chance of living I made out my will and my pre-arrangements the night before at 31 years old. And they also said probably I would have a stroke if I lived 
on the right side of my face. And my parents, my dad said candy. My God is such. All your heart needs. And, and when you wake up in intensive care, I'll be sitting beside you. And he was. And I went out after that. And I, I laid on one side for three months. And after that, I went and bought a sapphire ring, sapphire diamond ring. Through, so I would never forget what God had done for me. That made perfect sense to me. But you know, many times I forget about what God did for me. And the ring has been put out for a while. I don't want to forget. The Pharisees called him a blasphemous and a heretic. Rome was concerned he was a rebel and would cause a revolt. Even the disciples, his dear friends, were hiding and saying, it's over. And you know that Satan, Zebra, Bezalbub, and all the names that he has, he said, it's over. Finally. I've done everything I can, and he agreed. But I say to you, there was a 2,000-pound stone that was placed in front of Jesus' grave with a seal, and guards took turns, you know, three-hour shifts, watching. But that 2,000-pound stone was rolled away. And Jesus the Christ has risen from the grave. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Because of his sacrifice, we have been set free. The resurrected Savior will change your life forever. His blood will wash your sins whiter than snow. He will mend your broken heart. He gives strength to the worry, increases the power of the weak. When you pass through the waters, he will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The Lord himself goes before you and be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, he says. He will stick closer than a brother. We will know a love beyond measure. Because he lives, you will live also if you accept him as your Savior. He says, he says, those who seek me, oh, they will find me. That you may know a joy that is unspeakable. He will break the chains of addiction. 
It will bring joy in the morning. Let me tell you, we've all had sufferings. We've all had pain. We've all went through storms that seem to consume us. There's something about midnight that it turns to a new day. There have been many times in my life that I said, if I could only get to midnight, then I can start again a new day. And Jesus, every time, was there in the morning. I rejoice because I have seen the work of the risen Lord. Have you? You seen it in your life? Have you been there at the times that you didn't know what to do? When you cried out, Jesus, I need you. I have been set free of sin by his stripes. I can, you can be healed. He didn't go to Calvary for nothing. Because of the empty tomb, I can live. You can live with him forever. If the tomb hadn't a came, we would all went to hell. That gives you something to rejoice today about. Read 23 minutes in hell by a man who went there, and you'll be glad you're not going to go, if you know. Because I have asked for the presence of the Almighty God to resume in my life that I can be a walking and talking testimony of the risen King of Kings. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? His name is Jesus. He will return again. Everything he said in the Bible is true. Do we believe it? We don't believe half of it. We don't believe the parts that we like. There's churches and Christian groups that aren't Christian, that are blotting out, tearing out pages, crossing things out, just taking scriptures that they like. And the Bible clearly states, do not do that, for you will not see the kingdom of God. Who would I be? Who would you be? to say that his word is not true who made us. But he said, I will return to get you. I go away and prepare a place for you for then you can come and be with me. It doesn't matter to me what my home looks like. I like to think, kid, you know, and, and as we all talk, I do believe that God's going to make it so great it will be as what we would like. But if it is just a little shack near the river of life, that would be fine with me because I would know that I am with the I am, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who went all the way to Calvary for me, and the God who just said the words and it all was, was done. Just see his face. I long to see the face of Jesus. I think about it many, many times. That's all I want to do. Is just be where Jesus is. But my Savior was all the way to Calvary. He will show me his hands. 
his feet in his side, and he will say, I love you so much that I was willing to die for your sins and set you free. Praise be to the word of God. Praise be to who he is. Because of Calvary, because Jesus said, I will go and be with the people. I will walk with them. He did life with them. He did life with us. He knows when we hurt. He knows our pain and our sorrows. And he knows the joys. And he cried. Did he cry? He cried over his friend Lazarus. And he cried before even he started going towards when he was going to, um, to the Mount of Olives. He looked over and he cried over the city because he saw the people. They do not know what they do. They do not know what they do. Today we have a choice to serve the risen. It's going to be a time, my friends, that he will come back. If we believe the Bible and read his word, he gives us every sign that there is. If he said he was going to do this and that and did, he will come back. The signs are extremely, extremely said that his return is imminent. It says in the Bible that he, that he would not know the, the time or the, or the hour, but he said, but I will show you the season because I do not want you not to know. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the season is upon us. And as you see the world, there's still hope because of the risen king. We don't have to be afraid, but we have to know that things will come. I do not want you to be left behind. What you'll go through, no man has ever seen. If you have a choice to serve Jesus and to love him and to, and to say, I rejoice because of who he is. He loved us so much that if it had been just one of you, that blows my mind that he would have went all the way across just for you. So we have much to rejoice about, don't we? We need to thank you more. We need to rejoice more. I stand here in front of you with a lot of emotions today. This will be my last Easter with you. Last Easter in this precious church that my father came to in 2001. I'm not about to, I can't walk in his shoes. I'm just glad that he was my dad. And I appreciate more than I can tell you all the things that I know because of his And all the times I walked into the house and my mother was straight down on the floor, straight down on the floor praying for someone. And she would pray and pray and pray till she thought maybe she'd pray through. No longer I have the order of praying through for lost loved ones. Where people are sick and weary and, and don't seem to know God or want him. We gotta be the church. We are the church. We gotta represent the Lord in the outside world. 
you've got to tell others about the saving grace. No matter what anyone says, what the world says and what they're going to do, they're trying to now put into the court system that people can no longer bring their Bibles because it is full of hate. So I want to know if that happens. I've got to know the word of God in my soul, right? I've got to be reading it more. I've got to be talking to Jesus more. I've got to know him about it. I rejoice today, Zika. I rejoice that you're come. I rejoice for your lives. And I want you to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. I want you to know him. I want you to know how great he is. I couldn't make it one ounce, one second, one meeting, whatever, without him. I thank God that I was saved and that I know he's living, that he's the living That I know his promises no matter what. I want you today to take the decide to take up your cross. Take up the cross and follow him. For I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. If none go with me, I still will fall. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. A cross where I first saw light. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you for the old brother. Thank you for the song that he lives. Praise his holy name. If it was not for Jesus, where would you be? Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the sinner just like once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, now I can see. Holy, holy grace. God, Lord, God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. There's power. There's power in the blood. Oh, what can wash away my sin? Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As he lives, I can live also. Praise him for his holy name. Praise him that he loved us enough that he could go all the way to Calvary. You see, I can enter the holy place. Because the curtain's been torn. And all can come and enter and rejoice and lives in Thank you, Jesus.
Maybe you've never been to a place where you're so low the basement's higher than you. I've been. I know what it's like if Jesus didn't come by, you wouldn't make it. I know what it's like to call upon his name, and he came at the midnight hour. And I know what joy in the morning is. And I think that's why it all happened in the morning. And he arose, and they came to look for him. Amen. Let's, um, let's um, sing Christ the Lord is risen today, page, on page 302. The altar is always open. 